Our scripture today is from Matthew 22, 15 to 22. <clears throat> then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one. For you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. A long time ago, there was a group of people that were being led. And they had followed God in and out. They, but it was more... They, 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 they wanted to follow God their way. They, they wanted God to kind of do what they wanted God to do. And even though that God was there and God was helping them, they still wanted to call the shots. It was um, conditional, their faith. And at one time, the, the person that was leading them, that was kind of the, um, the spiritual leader, the representative, whatever, he kind of he went away for just a little bit. And they got antsy. And so to solve this, you know, they, they, the problem that they wanted is they wanted a God that they could control. They, they wanted, even though the, the God was blessing them, they wanted to define those blessings themselves. And when that person, the leader, went away, they decided to build their own God. They decided to to put it on a made of, of gold, and they, they used uh, their skills, and, and this was their way of saying now that we have something there that that's our God, one we can control because we made it. The leader came down, his name was Moses. They'd been walking in the desert for a long time. And I guess you could say in one of the, it's one of the early splits of the church happened. Those that uh, built and wanted to worship their own God lost sight of what Moses had been trying to lead them through. And they didn't continue on the journey with Moses and the followers. This, this uh, uh, we, we call it a, a, a idolatry. But what we really, it's really about is, is trying to uh, make our own gods. Or at least we, we may not want to call it that way, but what we really want is God to do what we want God to do. You know, more importantly, we want God to love who we love, and we want God to hate who we hate. And we want God to justify why we get to hate other people too. Now we jump ahead to Jesus walking around, 
and he's getting criticized by the religious leaders wherever we go. We've been actually following the book of Matthew for quite a while now. We like to take uh, just the stories of the Bible, and we just like to jump in on the, and the books, and we just like to follow them all the way through. And this is kind of the, the area here where Jesus is really getting criticized, challenged, and, and made fun of by the religious leaders. And something weird is happening here, because even the religious leaders at this time were not all in unison. They had their own things. They had the Pharisees. They had the Sadducees. They also had the Herodians, which are mentioned here. The, the Bible says that uh, what happened was that the, the, the Pharisees sent their disciples, their, their followers, and they teamed up with the Herodians. And this is something that's a little bit out of line because the Herodians, who they were, were people that they believed in uh, King Herod. They, they, they were staunch. I mean, that was their political party was King Herod. They, they, they saw him as the legitimate king, while other people did not. Other people saw him as a person that had been put in place there by the empire, by the, by the Romans, to do their bidding. He was a puppet. He was a person that was uh, brought into political uh, uh, kind of uh, stat status because of the, uh, the willingness to bend and work with people and to sacrifice the religion that they had. He, he was a, more of a politician than a religious leader. And so a lot of people, they didn't like Herod, including some of the religious leaders that I've mentioned, the Pharisees, Sadducees. But here they are teaming up against Jesus. We'll find later that the Pharisees and the Sadducees who have very staunch differences and usually spend most of their time criticizing each other. Eventually, they're all going to team up to fight Jesus. He's that much of a threat. That's the one thing that they can agree on is he's that much of a threat. And so what they do is they take these challenges to them because what they're trying to do is not get the answers from their questions. They're trying to turn people against him. They're trying to create havoc. They're trying to make his following implode upon itself. They're trying to trip him up so that his own followers will turn against him because they don't like what he's doing. They don't like the fact that he is uh, reaching out to people. If you look at the things, if you look at the things that, uh, that Jesus was doing, now to us, I don't know, does that seem, I don't know if it seems like that much of a threat. Here's what Jesus was doing. He was feeding the poor. He was pushing for uh, inclusion. He was opening the doors of the kingdom to everyone. He was telling people that uh, status doesn't matter. That's what they tried to even trip him up with this question. They tried to use his own words against him. They said, you don't show partiality. As if it was a, you ever, you know, when you're watching like a political debate and one politician tries to use the words of someone, it's, they're not sincere about it. They're trying to actually say, you say you don't use partiality, but what about blah, 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 blah. And they think they're going to trip him. And so they know that Jesus doesn't use partiality. They know that he's not trying to put people against each other, but in their very thought of asking the question, they're trying to put people against each other. 
And what they do is they show them this coin. This is the coin that they believe they were shown. There's, there's not exact proof, and there's other arguments in this. But this is what a denarius looks like. You can get one online for about a thousand bucks. It's worth more today than it was then. And they show them this. Now, the Jewish people at this time, the Israelites, they, were, they did have some of their own coinage, but they were not allowed to put images of people on that. And they said, is it lawful to pay the taxes to Caesar? This is where they're hoping to catch him because that Caesar himself is an empire, a leader. Caesar Augustus. Caesar Tiberius. They know that if he says, yes, it's lawful, the people that follow him are hoping that he will start a revolution against the empire. They will turn against him. And the people that, when he says no, he thinks that Rome is going to come after him. They're hoping either way that this is going to start a, a, a revolt. And Jesus looks at him and he calls them hypocrites. Because for Jesus, what he is seeing is what happened long ago in that desert with Moses. This is their idol right now. We might not see it that way. You, you, you think that idols are just things that you're for, but sometimes idols are things that you're against too, but you use them either way to try to get what you want. Idols can be something that you, you value as a weapon itself. And in doing so, that's what they've created here. By showing the talking about Caesar himself, they're not for Caesar. They're part of the people that have been taken over, but they are now using the power of Caesar to try to squash Jesus. Even in their hatred of Caesar, they are idolizing Caesar to use him as a weapon to kill this faith of inclusion and welcoming and love and kindness. Jesus looks at the coin and he says, whose image is on that? And it's, it's uh, Caesar Tiberius. And on the inscription, he says, what does it say? And here's your Latin for you. Tiberius Caesar Divi Augusti Filius Augustus. Did I pronounce that right? Who knows? It translates to Tiberius Caesar, son of the divine Augustus. <laughs> yeah, Jim's looking like, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> that sounds, it's all Greek to me, but it's actually Latin. Um, when Augustus died, they said that he became a god. That's how it was believed in the, the pagan world of Rome. So what this interprets as Tiberius Caesar, son of God. You, you've heard son of God before, right? This is why Jesus calls them hypocrites. Because in their talk about, you are, are you for this or against this, 
his answer is, who's holding the coin? I'm not, but you are. You're the one carrying this thing. You're the one hanging on to this, and you're the one that is using this. It may not be this big gold idol in the desert, but it is one in your pocket. You're holding this, love or hate, to gain power and to use and to create sides. That's when we get into trouble. That's when we start to veer off of our Christian beliefs and faith. When we start to put that much power into somebody. That's what Jesus warns us about. You know, this was a week of, of politics. It, it really was. And, and I, I don't want you to think that I'm saying that politics is bad. Politics is good. Uh, we, we vote for people. We had, we had a, a, a huge turnout in Lincoln for the, the mayoral race. Um, we had uh, Neighbors Church was represented for the Justice in Action, where we invited politicians and we talked about uh, ways that we can help people and ways that we can make change in this world. And then overseas, there's the king. <laughs> Our representative of Scotland is over here. So... I just thought the hats were cool, but that's why they have such tall doorways. Today's world, we are doing very much the same thing that they were doing back then with Caesar, only we are using politicians of today. We are using them to try to create division, whether we love them or hate them. It seems like anymore when we vote, our victory is not in the winner, but that someone lost. We are using our, our votes to try to squash other people. And we ask people what their political party is anymore than asking them who they are as a person. We define them by the flags that we see hanging on their, their cars or and it's causing that division, the very division that the religious leaders wanted 2,000 years ago. What they wanted 2,000 years ago is for people to, that believed in Christ to divide against each other and to cause, cause such a, a fervor and such a, uh, um, an outpouring of hatred that the faith would die. This is happening today. We are so divided today in our politics that all we want to do is not work to solve a problem, we just want to hate the other side. We want to look at the coin and say, who do you follow? And that's when Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Give to me what belongs to me. Jesus refused to pick a side. Jesus loves everyone. And until we can really grasp that and believe that, we're going to be in trouble. 
instead of trying to work for change, instead of trying to, to heal this nation or other nations, we're going to be fighting against each other. We're going to be flipping coins. The Justice in Action program is a wonderful example of this, of coming together to try to make change. We got together, we talked with, uh, we did research and we talked with politicians about just how, how we can make the change, how we can help people that are hurting. That's what Christ wants us to do. And it can be in other areas too. It does not have to be an action of justice or anything like that. It can be the, the under things drive that we're doing here. It can be feeding people. It can be working at a homeless shelter. It can be just loving your neighbor. It can just be meeting in the middle and saying, we may not agree on everything, but I know that God loves you. And I'm working on it. Our faith should not be where we place a person so high that they become an idol. We love to do this around our political times. I saw so many commercials. There was so much money spent just on the mayoral race. I couldn't help but thinking how much of that money could have been used to actually make the changes that were being promised. It made me kind of sad. I, I mean, I know that it's necessary, and I'm not trying to bash anybody here. I, I, I really am not. I, I vote. I, I'm, you know... But I don't, put my, I don't put all of my trust and my faith and my honor and my worship into somebody. That's a, that's a heck of a burden. For me to think that by one person is going to change and make the world a better place, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting about Christ. Because Christ doesn't say it's one person. Christ says it's in all of us. Sometimes we, we like to, 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 to make that vote, but we don't do anything. We'll vote for the change, but are we actually being part of it? We'll say, you know, the homeless, it is, a, it is a, just a booger in this town. Crime is a booger. You know, mental health, it's just a booger. There's just so much booger going around. Booger, booger, booger. <laughs> we like to complain about it. We like to tell that it's the other side that's causing all the problems. But what are we doing? What are we doing in our walk with Christ? How does that lead us to be part of that change, to be part of that solution? What are we doing to show the world that God loves them. What are we doing? Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, solving the world's problems is tough. But help us, help us to focus on solutions, even if it's just in our own family unit or, or a walk to the store or in our own neighborhood, 
what are we doing to represent Christ? Are, are, are we trying to just turn people against each other? Or are we trying to do your will? Let, let us truly give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to you what belongs to you. And hopefully that's us. In Jesus' name, let us love you. Let us love ourselves. Let us love our neighbor. Amen. Remember, the person sitting next to you is loved by God, and the person across town is loved by God, and the person on the opposite side of where you are is loved by God. That's your challenge. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor, or I'm going to punch you right in the face. <laughs> <laughs>